0: Welcome to the second episode of The Story Pilgrim, St. Cuthbert's Way, from Melrose in Scotland to the Holy Island, Linda's Farm. I'm Darren Hill. Episode one took us from my home to halfway across St. Cuthbert's Way. In distance, but in time I am only one and a half days into a five day walk. Still plenty of landscape to traverse, people to meet, history to be recalled, and stories to tell. Episode 1 ended at the highest point on St Cuthbert's Way, Wide Open Hill, pushing on to Yet Home. I have come down off the hills and I'm walking up into Yet Home to the plough for this evening. A mile and a half to go. Walking on a road, but there's a river down to the right and uh, I was reminded that coming down it's just as tough it's pretty steep there's some places there I would say it was about 45 degrees somewhere between 30 and 45 degree angles and your feet just get clumped up in into your boots so traverse across and back zigzag down still really tough uh, but yeah, down, final push into, into Yet Home. And what a lovely day. This today, much better with the signposting. Uh, still wet, my feet are soaking. Day three, Yet Home to Woola, approximately 14 miles. Last night I had dinner with uh, a couple and they're retired and they're away for their Christmas present, Uh, only able to do it now because of lockdown, Um, but he is, uh, he was a banker all of his life, but he's also a a painter, an artist, and so he was showing me some of his work and all the landscapes and stuff that he does, which is beautiful. A lot of talented people out there and uh, people either pursue it or don't, or just do it as a, as a hobby. Um, so the weather is saying that it's gonna be dry all day today. It's still pretty cloudy, not as gray. I mean, it's gray, it's always gray in, in England and Scotland. So I'm still in Scotland. I do go over the border today into England at some point. We'll see if that is marked. It's pretty early in the day. Uh, maybe in about an hour and a half or so. Um, Yeah, so off to Woola. As I left yet home, I caught up to a fellow pilgrim, Greg. When I asked Greg what he did, he said he was a retired soldier and businessman. We got talking.
1: So if, if, I, if I put my, my military career into a number of epochs, mm-hmm. which is a great word, I don't know quite what it means, but um, it's, it is a great so word. So the, the, the 1980s was all about the Cold War. So for that, and obviously we had things like the Falklands that went on, uh, which is sort of a, a diversion really, and um, uh, Northern Ireland of course as well. Those are the things that were preoccupying the military. Then the, the uh, say for the brief. Uh, interjection in um, the first Gulf War which I think showed us that actually uh, we you know we hadn't really prepared or even thought about preparing or anything like that but anyway yeah. we managed to make it work and achieve the aim of pushing Saddam Hussein back. Were you and, involved uh, in that? Were you? No, yeah, okay. um, No, I was reservist by then so we weren't involved at all and, right. and, the, and the reserve I think during the 90s Became slightly sort of forgotten, and, uh-huh. um, and it was, uh, there were lots of structural changes going on. This is good stuff, isn't it? It's boggy, yeah, it's a bit boggy it's down buggy. here. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, uh, so that was, and, and so we, we started mobilising people for what's known as Operation Telic, and uh, uh, Telic then played out over. The, the first part of the invasion, and then um, the sort of stabilisation. And you know, at that stage, by that stage, that was sort of about 2004 or 5, I actually became a brigadier, one star, and, uh, and was the notional head of the Army Reserve. Wow! Reservist, uh, working out the Army headquarters. Wow! So that was, um, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a surprise. That's amazing. And much Whoa. for me, it was for everybody. Um, well, that's no, that no, is no, amazing. No, don't need congratulations, I was just in the right place. At you the right were, time. yeah, well, obviously, is the uh, serendipity is the watchword, don't you? Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. So well, I think
0: you've been probably a little bit humble, humble, but you know,
1: so I I was able to, you know, I never in some ways regretted not being able to go and to mobilise mobilized, a mobilized tour, sure, but uh, hopefully making a difference yeah no Uh, absolutely and girls who were involved and we mobilized tens of thousands of reserves in the end wow um, for for that operation but at the same time uh, currently um afghanistan bubbled up i was then promoted into becoming the two-star reservist proponent in the ministry of defense grand title of assistant chief of the defense staff reserves and cadets wow as a general so i uh that's a three-year appointment as a reservist it's the, the most senior reservist appointment in the uk wow and uh uh you're working in the ministry of defense
0: where else but on a long walk a pilgrimage could you meet and talk to greg so openly as equals Pilgrimages are great levelers, it doesn't matter your status in life, you both have one goal in sight, to get to the end. I wanted to get to know more about Greg, the man. How did you meet your wife? Um... accident. <laughs>
1: How long have you been married? I think I have to think about this guy forty years next year.
0: Wow, congratulations. <laughs> well that was a happy accident congratulations
1: then. Congratulations to her. Yeah. That sounds really arrogant, doesn't it, <laughs> saying it like that. you yeah, yeah. she's done really well holding on to me. Well bit. done. No. You've put up with me for 40 years. Wow. Um, no we we, we we were we weren't quite school school uh, kid sweethearts, but we knew each other a, is this one smaller? It looks smaller. It? <laughs> it's smaller! It's part of the test, they make you smaller the further you go. Is this
0: like Alice in Wonderland or something? That, you, you know, that is definitely smaller. You're
1: expected to kind of lose weight as you carry on on one, so the way. I've got the know. gate. Jeez.
0: That is ridiculously yeah, small. How the heck? What are yeah. they doing? This is hilarious. I'm going to go feet first. Like it last time.
1: And then. You need to go down. There we go. There yeah.
0: you Don't say that too loud. He'll probably
1: hear you. Whoever it is that's put up, be like, oh, I got yeah. the wrong side of a. I should put barbed wire on the top of that. Yeah, I got, I got the wrong side of a fence on Tuesday. Okay. And it had barbed wire on the top of it. So I was trying to go over it and I put my. Do you think we d- go? Oh we uh, I think. There's no, a path I think we down go, that. Do you think we go I straight? Think we go. We go towards him. Yeah. I think it's straight. Yeah. the warm ground. I is don't there see any
0: really, is there? We did find the right direction to go. I was loving the company and wanted to know more about what makes Greg tick. So, favourite place to walk?
1: Ah. ah. Um. No, that's such a hard question to answer you I don't know whether I have a you know, single boast favorite place i mean I do love being in the hills, yes, even though i'm a a man from the flatlands, yep, but equally I find you know parts of the world around about absolutely beautiful, even though I've walked them hundreds of the times before uh-huh. Uh we we live just on the edge of broadland in Norfolk and and it's uh you know, beautiful countryside. Yes. A very different to this, obviously. It, it. And uh, we got a place like the North Norfolk coast, which is, you know, barren, salt marshy. Uh, but uh, just beautiful as beautiful in its own right. Yeah. What about you?
0: That's a really good. Again, like like you said, it's a tough one. I, I absolutely adored the Camino. Yeah.
1: Um, there did are you, some. Uh, did you walk? No, uh, you wouldn't have done if you'd done a Camino. We walked in the Pecos that was, our, that was our aiming point. Uh huh. And we then went back to the Pecos and then did the rest of it about two years, 18 months later. Yeah. And the Pecos are fantastic. They, they really are glorious.
0: A little later, we came across two people heading in a different direction. They came down from another path, not on St. Cuthbert's Way. We said hello.
1: I think we go straight on. Do we? Good morning, how are you? Hello! How are you Very well indeed.
0: Great. That's a great walking stick. It's we 30 odd years old. I bet. Yeah. The man who made it was in his 80s. Wow. Wow. He a actually, but uh, he was a stick maker. Yeah. 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 Just a so job. Yeah.
1: Where are you heading today? Uh, we're just going to L's now and then Rain. Oh, you're doing a circular.
0: Well, we're, we're, we're doing the. Uh,
1: Oh yeah, it's good. Diff- so Col- how many more Col- have in. you got to do?
0: Uh, well, this I think we're about thirty-four. So. Okay. But we only started in November.
1: Oh well done. Uh, That's amazing.
0: And, and then of course we had to stop because of
1: lockdown. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yourselves. St Cuthbert's Way. But uh, yeah.
0: so this yeah. is very quiet. Isn't
1: it? It's lovely. Yeah. 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 It
0: really is. Yeah. I don't
1: think Cuthbert's not too. I don't even know. Did he ca- <coughs> uh, it, is it St Cuthbert's way because he came from Melrose to Lindisfarne. farm? Yeah. They say touch. so. Yeah. 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 They he say he was around here, you know, visiting people and mm. spreading the word. I guess, um, so they've kind of made the story around it. Yeah. 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 But it was interesting. I was reading um, about. Cuthbert, and he was around when there was a great yellow plague, and the great yellow plague killed half of the population, they reckon, of Europe at that time. It's crazy, isn't it? yeah. Panda. Fast forward to 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> we were, well, I don't know. It's only one little history about St Aidan and, the, oh, yeah. and then St Polidus. That's right. Over at. Um, Baptizing like 3,000 people on Yevring Bell. Bell.
0: Oh, really? And I
1: don't think it would actually thought well, that was a long way. But there was a hill fort in Yevring Bell, you'll yeah. read that, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's a like, You'll pass quite close to it. Yeah. yeah. That's so right. There was over yeah, yeah. On your left. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: Habitation it's over a 100 <coughs> on the top of Yevring Bell, but.
0: you know. That's it.
1: Anyway, we you get on. Yeah, yeah well, go you and, too. Go and, go and, you've, got a, you've got hills yeah. to count. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, Get at that. Enjoy it. Yeah, so good you luck. too. Anyway, you yeah, too. nice Enjoy. to meet you. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Bye. Right, so we carry on, do we?
1: Yeah, I think we carry on down here into, into Headpool. Okay. I don't think we take uh, from looking at the brief the scan map. of the map.
0: Greg and I were making great time, the conversation taking our mind off the task in hand, walking. We walked in valleys and along ridges, at times being able to see man-made lines in the landscape, evidence of Iron Age settlements. This area of the world is steeped in history. You can feel it, sense it, bask in it. You could also feel something else. Side of Woola, and it is just peat bog. It's just bog and finding out that my hiking boots are very good at keeping water in. So it feels like I have a bath in both of my boots at the moment. We can see the Chevoits to our right and a lot of uh, heather up here. So apparently this is quite a popular grouse, grouse hunting, shooting area. But yeah, very boggy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This pilgrimage pulled me closer to nature than I have been in a long time. You can hear it all around. So, I just left Greg. He had to take a phone call. We were right on the outskirts of Woola. So just walking into Woola now. Uh, that was a lovely walk, beautiful day. Very muddy and boggy today so it feels like i've still got half the bog in my foot especially my right foot but really fascinating gentleman again and we're going to walk tomorrow together so he's staying with the vicar of Wooler this evening who he knows from back home and he's going to walk up to fenwick so i think i can walk to fenwick tomorrow and then maybe take a taxi or a car across, something across to Lowick, which is where I'm staying tomorrow night. Day four, Wooler to Lower Fenwick, approximately 14 miles. I met up with Greg at St. Mary's and we set off together.
1: Okay, so the This is the inner, the inner farmer in me. Yeah. Convinced me that I really ought to have some sheep at one stage. And so I uh, first started off by buying in lambs and fattening them. And then I was convinced to get into breeding sheep. And I eventually fell upon a breed called Bororays, which are a a rare breed. And I think uh, there are now about, 500 breeding ewes in the uk that's it uh so not many still wow. but they have come back There were fewer than that a few years ago and um so we have these they're funny little scottish sheep they're, they're apparently descended from something that was called the scottish tan face but there are a few people like us who are trying to
0: keep them going, keep them going. so when you like got them did you have to like have any like training or like did the person that you were getting them from Do they have have Uh, to like authenticate that you're going to be able to look after them have we gone wrong
1: yeah oh yeah we've gone we should have gone left at the top of the wood there and over the
0: oh this bit here
1: yeah we should have gone down into that wood but instead we're now at the end of that little bit of wood there right so
0: uh, we either have
1: to backtrack which is probably the best thing to do because I yeah. generally I think we were we, looking we were at the we sheet, angles, we? So there's that. We want to go over that way, don't yeah. we? There's that wall there. Uh, you get above quarries. Uh, where does that wall goes? Hang on, wait a minute. We're, no, wait a minute. We're not. Yeah, we are. We're way off. Yeah, and that's it. Right. I think probably the easiest thing is to go back up to where we were and then and pick the track up again. Go yeah, back. we came through that gate. Yeah. So we were, looking, like at we were looking at the sheep. There you go. Oh, well, you go. That's not bad. Basically, you know, I've learned what I've learned about sheep from other people. Okay. And uh, other people telling me their sheep stories. Yeah. And their, their experience. I love that. I have
0: learnt from other people telling me their stories. That's what I do. Is that what we all do? Wheatwood Hall, is that Wheatwood?
1: Oh yeah. Uh Oh no, we go, we go. The, oh yeah. According to this, we go up here and then round to the right.
0: Yeah. We're going to we do a sharp. The
1: chimney hill. And Horton. So yeah, we're
0: going to do chimney a sharp right. There. Yeah. And the second, up to Sweet Horn and Chimney Hill. Yeah. 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 One of the places I was looking forward to visiting was St Cuthbert's Cave. Cuthbert shepherded sheep in this area before becoming a monk. In his later years, he lived in the cave as a hermit, and in death, his body was brought to the cave by the monks from Lindisfarne Priory, escaping the invading Danes. It held a special place in his heart, and I quickly could see and feel why. So here we are at uh St. Cuthbert's Cave and it is quite it's much bigger than what I was expecting. It doesn't go in very deep at all, it's just like a an indent into the hillside. But it's really quite impressive. peaceful as well all of a sudden we heard the familiar sound of a cuckoo at this moment my thoughts shifted to my grandparents who used to have a cuckoo clock i was brought to this place because of saint cuthbert and while at his cave a cuckoo nature gifted me a sound that turned me back to my family reflecting on their lives on those relationships I felt comforted, loved, uplifted and not alone.
1: It just keeps going, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is it time it is? Is it <laughs> <laughs> clearly, <laughs> using, clearly using the 24 hour clock isn't <laughs>
0: it? Uh, he is is it, d- a, is it both males and females that do that I'm
1: not sure I'm, I'm, all I know cookies are pretty nasty aren't they to other birds they are
0: aren't they they stick their eggs in and they just leave them yeah, they, they do, don't other they? Other people do all the hard work. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> We had a bite to eat for lunch, and then we have left St Cuthbert's Cave, Cuddy's Cove. And as you come up over the back there, you get your first glimpse of the Holy Island of Lindisfarne. And I'm just coming up now to another little ridge. And there it is. You can see it laid out right in front of me. There's the sea and the causeway and the castle.
1: There she's loaded. Yeah. Now the village is all tucked in just over there. You see those white houses, and uh, that's where the abbey is as well. Just on the right hand side of the village from there. And then, uh, in fact, I think you can make out the abbey. The sort of long. There's a long greyer building on the right-hand side. Yep, yep, Yeah, I think I see it. And, uh, yeah. And so the where's cor- the causeway? The causeway is up over, over here. OK. you can see any vehicles, if you picked out a vehicle, you'd see it, but it's all basically across there.
0: Today was drawing to an end. Greg and I got into a rhythm of walking, conversation, silence, appreciating each other's company, and the need to also delve into our own thoughts. So we are walking up now to Fenwick, and over on the right, you can see the sea and the castle at Linda's farm, uh, stretching off into the distance there. It's just beautiful, but we're still obviously walking through the countryside. And you do think about, you know, all the people that have lived in this area over the hundreds of years and how many people have come wanting to see this journey, to do this journey, to see that site. You know, we talk about legacies and leaving ourselves. What legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to leave a legacy? But you feel the collectiveness of the spirits. Am I putting that on myself? Or is that, you know, is that here? Is it in this path? But I'm also walking in, you know, Cuthbert would have walked around these areas, St. Aidan and Boisal and many, many other people, you know. What matters right now is this moment, you know, is for me is, is being in the moment, is soaking it up. Anya sent me an email and said, walk slow. And there's a lot to that, that's great advice, walk slow, soak it up, what a, what a joy, what a privilege to be just a part of this moment, at this moment in time. Very lucky. I made it to Lower Fenwick in good time. My accommodation for the evening wasn't open yet. I sat outside and soaked up the village. So here I am now in Lowick, and I'm about three miles off St. Cuthbert's Way so in the morning the time I think of the causeway being open and being able to walk is between 9.30 and 3 o'clock and they reckon it takes a couple of hours to walk across so I need to be getting there for like 10 o'clock I think so from Fenwick it's probably about an hour's walk so if i can get out of here in the morning quite early and make my way over there but it's gorgeous it's beautiful you just see i didn't realize how far out the island is really it's quite you, know, you think about um st michael's uh, down in cornwall i think it is um it's quite close but this one is quite far out and the sea looks so calm, and uh, yeah, it looks beautiful. Day five, the final day, Fenwick to Lindisfarm, the Holy Island, approximately six miles. It is 8.51 on May the 29th, Saturday. I am stood in Fenwick, Getting ready to start my final leg of St Cuthbert's Way. It's very foggy this morning. You basically can't see more than a couple of hundred metres in either direction. But that should lift, they reckon, about 10 o'clock. That should be just about as I get to the causeway. It's been a wonderful week. And uh, even though it's just five days quite interesting in that time of just reconnecting to nature reconnecting to history in a way that helps you to reflect how can I move forward in my life and what's important to me and to my environment that I'm in it's been lovely beautiful four days and got mixed feelings of sadness of like it's coming to an end also excited to get over to the island today to have that journey Uh, but it'll always be here that's the wonderful thing isn't it that's the thing that i find fascinating wherever i've lived wherever i've moved around the world it just keeps going you know i'm looking at a row of workers cottages that have probably been there since the 1800s, and uh, how many families have lived in those and what stories have those cottages collected. The fog refused to lift, it made for a very eerie start to the day. Visibility was low and there was a chill in the air. I came to a railway crossing in the corner of a field. So you can hear that. I am at uh, a railroad crossing. It says you are at Fenham Hill. You must always phone the signalman before crossing to ensure it is clear to cross. I made a call on the phone provided. Hi, um, I'm walking Sir Cuthbert's Way. I'm at Fenham Hill. Yeah, I will do. Thanks. Okay, so he says we're not to cross at the moment because there's trains coming. He said, can you phone him back? So, uh, we just have to wait. I can hear cars, but I can't hear any trains. This is one of those moments where you're like, yeah, I gotta go. Oh, here he comes. This is a high speed train. Yeah, that's moving. Let's give him another call. He said trains, so, I mean, maybe that's just his vocabulary. Let's see what he says. Hi, it's at Fenham Hill again. Hi, it's Fenham Hill. Just me, just one. One person, how long will take it take you to cross? A couple of a minute, less than a minute. Okay, one person across that there, less than a minute. Please, you sir. Thank, you. Thank you. Across the railway lines without incident. It was an unexpected, fun addition to the walk. Soon I could smell and see the sea. The fog was still refusing to lift. I couldn't see the island but soon could see the causeway and the poles reaching out into the grey. Here we are. I have just hit the road which takes you over the causeway. And this is, I'm at the very first pole. They're probably about 12, 15 feet high. And I can see them like they go along the road and then they but then they sort of like go south of the road in a straight straight line across the cause across the the causeway. It's a bit like <laughs> it's not like, but it's a bit like on the Camino when you're getting close to Santiago, you're getting closer to your destination, you get more people. It does look like There are patches, maybe, I don't know if it's patches of fog or patches of rain out here, but it just extends out. I wonder how many, I'm sure there's some fact somewhere of how many poles there are. But yeah, so we still can't actually see the castle or or the island from here. It was difficult to know where to start walking across the causeway. I picked a spot and went for it. I stepped off the tarmacked road and onto the wet sand. Okay, let's go down to this pole and uh, and make our way across. Alright. So we are officially off the road and I'm on sand and mud. seaweed oh yeah this is pretty uh, deep water Little shells, little scallop shells and stuff. There's a the sign of the pilgrim. The mist was relentless. It was not shifting, but added to the mysticism, magic, suspense of the final few miles of St Cuthbert's Way. It was as if the way was telling me that it's not about the destination, it's about the present moment. Be aware of what is around you and soak it all in. There is mist actually rolling in now. So when I, literally a few minutes ago, I could see ahead of me possibly, I don't know, 20 poles. I can now see four, uh, so the view is uh, is really blocked, and I'm coming up to the first tower. You wouldn't want to get stuck up on that. Well, I guess you would want to get stuck up on that, because if you weren't up on it and the sea came in, you would get... Uh, Very wet. So, I'm sure if you had to use it, you would be grateful that it was there. All is well. It's quite... um, spiritual, mythical, magical, ominous. All those wonderful adjectives get conjured up as you're walking across what was a few hours ago completely covered in, in sea and you can see the mark on the on the poles the water line probably goes up about four feet three and a half four feet that's how high the tide's going to come in So you have until 3, I think they said 3.30 today to get across, so I've plenty of time walking over here. It's not like it's going to rush in and sweep me away. But yeah, you think only a couple of hours ago this was completely uh, just covered in sea, in the North Sea. I look off to my right and it's just grey. Just can see the beach. Or the causeway. look off to my left and there's the the sand dunes. uh, Which is protecting this area a little bit. Protecting the road. Quite, quite a... an end to uh, a beautiful walk. It's not over yet. Still got to get there. Finally, the end came into sight. And with that came time for more reflection. Yeah, so I think I'm pretty much nearly there. And again, it's just beautiful. It's just very, just the, with the mist and uh, the, the water it's uh this one for me has been again the people that i've met but also the nature just it's just a i mean it's a beautiful world we live in a beautiful planet we have it's amazing but it's right on our doorsteps you know you, it's wonderful to go and see different countries and cultures but we got it right here on our doorstep as well you know a couple of hours three four hours on a train outside of london and you really are in some beautiful areas Um, and so diverse as well you know i mean this is just one little tiny spot on the coast of great britain yeah so we have one two three four five six seven more poles to go until we Reach to the side as they might say and uh, yeah I can see off there to the right is the village we'll get over there and look at my boots oh, just it's just mud it's just mud sandy mud that was quite an experience what a great end to uh, a wonderful walk so here we are at the final post as we step off the sand it's just a sign isn't it it's just a it's just a sign saying don't take your dog wunderbar let's take a picture of me where i've just come from Lovely. Oh, there's a bus. Could have taken the bus. Upon reaching the island, I began to be surrounded by tourists visiting Lindisfarne as it was a bank holiday weekend. I made it. The end of St Cuthbert's Way. 62 miles, five days, Melrose to Lindisfarne. Uh, this is it. This is the end of St Cuthbert's Way. And... uh it's just been five days uh, and go with the flow. And I think that's it for me is, is, is that unexpectedness, that being open, I think that's a, that's a key to life is being open to the opportunities and the things, the environment around you. That's what's really taught me this last five days really, really strongly the nature, the environment, the world in which I place myself in, that I live in, that I find myself in. In London it's very easy to get caught up in, in capitalism, in keeping up with the Joneses, um, in expectations, in rules, This is what you should be doing with your life. In other people's expectations, it's so easy to get caught up and to think that you should be doing a certain thing because somebody told you that's the right thing for you to do, or an institution told you, or the government tells you, or your church tells you, or your friends or society, you know. And I think the most important decisions you make are the ones that you figure out yourself um, I don't know if important is the right word but the most poignant ones that's what life's about isn't it growing and learning and helping and stretching oneself very very fortunate to have this time to reflect and how does this move forward now? How do I take these experiences, take what I've been feeling, and put that into my work as a performer, as an artist, as an actor? Again, I'm rambling, but it's just all born from these experiences, and just really, I cannot, I say it again, this week of being closer to nature has really hit it home and maybe it's again a stage in my life at my age where you do start to slow down a little bit and you do start to look or want more from life there's so much so much but this has been wonderful we'll see if i um, If we have any stories coming this evening, if we have a storytelling evening, I'm just going to sit myself in the bar and have my sign there, see if anybody wants to talk. So it's it's been wonderful. How does it move forward? Only I have the answer for that. Dickens' phrase, we are all fellow passengers to the grave, rings so true with me. We are all on the journey of life. St. Cuthbert's Way pulled me closer to nature, closer to certain individuals, and closer to myself. Myself. Who is that? Who are you? Where are you? Wherever you are, please, keep asking questions. Keep listening to the answers, and join us again on The Story Pilgrim. The Story Pilgrim was written and produced by Darren Hill. Original music composed and performed by Anya Bakker. For more information about The Story Pilgrim, Darren and Anya, go to thestorypilgrim.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thestorypilgrim.